0: Hello, this is Andy Cates, Senior Economist at Haber Analytics, and thank you again for tuning into this weekly podcast on the global economic backdrop and outlook, uh, and finishing with a roundup of some of our latest company-specific news. So looking first at the week that's just gone, I think it's fair to say the financial markets have been a little more unsettled as recession fears have resurfaced again in several major economies. Those fears can be traced in part to a flurry of disappointing data releases from Europe and China, which have cast a darker cloud over the economic outlook. But I think they've been amplified too by some remarks from several central bankers at the ECB's conference in Sintra this week, suggesting that further monetary policy restriction. Is likely in the immediate weeks ahead. That being said, it's equally right to acknowledge that financial markets are not too stressed, uh, and that in turn can be partly attributed to relatively sturdy US data slow. The core gauges of CPI inflation also appear to have turned a corner uh, in many major economies, uh, is arguably another reason um, for this absence of any meaningful financial instability uh, over the past few weeks. The key question this begs, though, is is how much economic and financial instability central banks are now willing to weather in their quest to tame inflation in the period ahead. The great difficulty with this, however, concerns the ongoing disagreement, intense disagreement, about why inflation went up uh, and why it's been a little stubborn to now come down. These disagreements remain rooted in the role of supply shocks versus demand shocks, and the big fear that whichever one side one might have been rooting for, inflation expectations may become permanently dislodged. Without wishing to offer a strong view one way or the other, the seven-year low in euro-area consumers' year-ahead inflation expectations that was evidenced in this week's latest survey from the European Commission was a big eye-opener. Inflation expectations in that region, and indeed in most major economies, appear to be under control. For the record, we look at this together with a few other charts that pick up on some of these themes in our latest charts of the week publication. Looking ahead, though, all this will leave the financial market focused on incoming inflation data and on any news about labor market activity. Uh, that means that next Friday's US employment report will take center stage on the data calendar uh, and with a specific focus on, on whether a slowdown is now in train and whether wage pressures are under control. Other highlights include the US ISM survey for June or Monday the Tonkan survey for Q2 uh, from Japan also on Monday, uh, and together with a raft of final PMIs for manufacturing and services that are released for a number of economies through the course of next week. I think China's PMIs will be a particular focus following some weaker-than-expected numbers from the official data earlier today. Hopes that China might light a fire under the world economy have clearly been fading in recent weeks which in turn is aggravating global recession concern. Finally, on the Haver front, just be aware that our latest newsletter was published and and sent to our clients last night. Uh, That letter contains some information about our recession dating and shading service and how we've altered the way that we identify turning points in major developed and emerging market economies. There's further information in the newsletter, too, about some data additions for interest rate futures in our financial futures database uh, and some details, too, about an upcoming course on machine learning. Otherwise, that's all from me today. If you have any questions about the content of this podcast, please get in touch with me or one of our sales representatives. Have a great week, ahead.